Spreading Cajun across the nation. Pushing the brand across the land. Welcome to Ragin Review. Made by the fans for the fans. Cajun Nation, happy Friday. Welcome to Region Review. Matt Miguez here. My co-host Jerry Abear joins me as always. Jerry, finally, the rain has disappeared from South Louisiana. It seems to be, I mean, I'm inside, but looking out the window, it seems to be a little bit nicer than it's been the last couple of days. Yeah, and uh, hello, Matt. Hello, Cajun Nation. Happy Friday. I hope so because it looks like the schedules have been altered. It looks like a few softball games have been postponed or called off. And, of course, the baseball series got pushed back an extra day due to the weather. But, man, it seems like uh, seems like the floodwaters came uh, all week long. Uh, I was very lucky to get the grass cut on Monday because uh, after Monday, from Tuesday on, even until today, uh, it's you been have, raining pretty hard. You're going to have to cut it again tomorrow. I might have to cut it again tomorrow. That's <laughs> right. But, but you know, one thing it's done, it's brought a little bit of cooler weather. Uh, you know, the, kind of lowered the temperature to about the, the low 70s, upper 60s, which makes it feel really good outside. But at the same time, hopefully, uh, hopefully we keep a little bit more consistency in that nicer weather to where maybe we can get some games in pretty soon because uh, I'm getting my – I'm starting to get my withdrawals of both baseball and softball right now. Yeah, no, no question about it. Once again, welcome to Region Review. Matt Miguez, Jerry Abear here with you. And like Jerry mentioned off the top, you know, there's there's some baseball to talk about. There's some softball to talk about. Um, strangely enough, no games are going to get played tonight, like we said, due to the weather. Uh, the South Alabama series for baseball is going to be a Saturday, Sunday, Monday series uh it'll kick off tomorrow at 6 30 sunday at 2 monday at 1 all three games can be caught on espn plus radio saturday and sunday will be on kpel 96.5 and monday will be on espn 1420 you know jerry this is probably my favorite series of the year in baseball and that is strictly based on just the the hate there's no there's no better word other than hate between the Cajuns and the Jags, especially, you know, especially on the baseball diamond. You know, you've you've kind of obviously, you know, there's a there's an age gap between you and I. So you've seen more of this rivalry than maybe I have from your perspective. You know, how how big is this rivalry to our baseball program? Well, I think if there's a way to point, you know, each sport. Um, has sort of that rivalry feel. Uh, I know basketball, it was always in the past, it was UNO, Western Kentucky. Now it's more towards Georgia State. Um, uh, football, it's more like Arkansas State, UI Monroe. Uh, baseball, I mean, the go-to, I mean, I, I guess you can add Coastal Carolina in the mix now, but, but South Al is sort of that go-to when it comes to the, the rivalry because, you know, in the past, we always competed with them for the conference. And they were always, it was always uh, South Allen, USL, in the top two of, the, of those standings. And, you know, we always faced each other, uh, whether it was in the tournament, during the season, even sometimes in the postseason, in regionals. And so you go back and you look back at, for example, the, the brawl, uh, as 
some of you have been on the Raging Cajuns uh, baseball page. I believe it was Chico that uploaded the uh, the video of the brawl, which has been making its its way uh, all throughout social media all week long. And you see the intensity between the teams, even dating as far back as the early nineties. Um, and so that that sort of rivalry has evolved into even as far as to, into today. Um, not only because of the fact that they're in the same conference, but also because of the history of the success that both programs have had. Um, and, you know, during my time, I never really saw too many intense games, but I saw as far as like fights and things like that. But I do remember there were a few games that stood out to me. One of them was uh, in 2003, uh, we're playing South Al uh, at the Teague. I believe it was game two. And I think it was like one out or two outs in the bottom of the ninth. And I forgot who came up to bat for the Cajuns. We were down one run, man on second and third or second or something. And one of our batters hit a ball. I believe it was to left field. I'm not sure. I believe it was to left field. Ball lands on the line. Should have been fair. The umpire calls it foul. And, you know, that, that, that hit would have gotten us the winning run or would have tied the game up, and he called it foul. Well, lo and behold, next pitch, he, he gets out and South Al wins the game. You know, it's situations like that that, you know, adds on to a rivalry on top of the brawl, on top of that one game, on top of the race for best team in conference. And so for me personally, um, you, you just have to look at the history. You just have to look at the history between the two schools and the success that these two schools have had in their baseball programs. And it sort of speaks for itself. And going into this weekend, um, you know, we're 20 and 12 right now. We're the really, we're, I mean, even in spite of the two divisions, we're pretty much the, the best team in the conference as of today. Uh, and we're playing a South Al team that is, I think, number two or number three right behind us. So, and we got to go to their house. Uh, so, it's going to be an intense game. Um, it's going to be a tough series, but I think this team is good enough to win the series there. I'm not expecting like a sweep or anything like that, but if you can go to Mobile, win two out of three and take care of business, uh, that would be huge for this baseball team and, and, and not only the growth, but the confidence as well moving forward. Yeah, we got to go to Stanky Field in Mobile this weekend. But, you know, you, you brought – stadium, man. Where was that? It's a big, Stanky Field is a beautiful stadium. They actually renovated it uh, probably about 10 years ago or 15 years ago. And the, the ballpark they used to play at was very, very old and run down. And they renovated the stadium. They rebuilt it. Uh, not quite up to par with our stadium, but they did a really good job at the time when they built it. It was it was first class, and um, you know South oh, Al. Yeah. They, look, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing, them I'm credit. seeing pictures of it now. That that's actually pretty nice. Yeah, I'll give look. I'm going to give them credit. They they did a great job with their athletic facilities. They just built that Hancock Whitney football stadium. That's first class, uh, state of the art. They have a really nice campus uh, in Mobile, and um, yeah, so they've done a really good job upgrading their facilities, but that doesn't change the fact that I think we're the better team. And, and Man, I expect it's, just, to take it, 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 it's just funny that his name's Stanky Field. But, you know, bring, bring it up, bringing up the brawl like you like you brought up earlier back in 1992. Um, if you don't follow Cajun's Barstool on Twitter and Instagram, you probably need to. Um, you know, I, I know the guys that run it, and it's my daily joke, my daily dose of laughter. Because, you know, I, I, I talked to one of the guys that runs it, and come to find out, the batter in that fight video 
was none other than the legendary Papo Ramos. So, you know, I don't, I don't know if you guys saw the post, but they posted on Twitter a picture of Papo's wedding at home plate. And the caption was, get you a man that can mash a pitcher's head in and get married on the diamond at the same time. Only Papo. Basically get you Only. a man that can do both, right? Yeah. I had the, uh, I had the chance to uh, meet Papo for the first time a couple of years ago. Of course, everybody knows his son, Marco Ramos, played on the team. And uh, getting to know Papo is funny because, uh, you know, obviously it's, it's almost 30 years uh, later where he, he was doing, you know, pulled that stunt with the, uh, <laughs> with the pitcher, which started the brawl when he charged the mound. But, uh, you know, really getting to know Papo, it's funny because talking to him, you know, he's a first-class guy. Uh, I think he works for some type of security service or something like that down in Puerto Rico. And, and um, or he's, much, he's like a, a marshal or something like that. It's pretty cool. And, you know, getting to really know him at the baseball games lately, he's a real first-class guy. And it's so funny because the first thing I joked about him with him was uh, back, if you look at the picture, he's got that early 90s, like, mustache. And uh, we laughed about it because I'm like, you know, back then that was the style, man. Like you got a, if you had a cool mustache and you played baseball or played a sport, you were the man. And uh, we were joking about that. I said, you need to grow that out again. He goes, no, no, not, not anymore. But uh, yeah, that, that's one thing we can remember about Papo. He was, uh, I guess you could call him one of the original grinders of UL baseball, uh, you know, earned everything he got. He was, he didn't mind as, as coach, Road used to call it. He wasn't an underwear model by any stretch of the imagination. He just, one of those guys that just had the love for the game and, and he let it out all on the field when he played for the Cajuns. Yeah, no, no question about it. Marco kind of seemed to be the same way. But, you know, let, let's let's transition now to the, to the games we've got this weekend with South Alabama. You know, I'm looking at our statistics so far on the year and I'm just, for, for lack of a better word, I'm, I'm mesmerized at the stat line for Ben Fitzgerald. All right, so I'm, I'm going to read just a couple of the statistics for you. A 350 batting average. He has an OPS of 1.203. He's been to the plate 103 times. Has 36 hits, 12 doubles, 1 triple, 9 homers, 20 RBIs. Has a slugging percentage of 748. And an on-base percentage of 455. Yeah, those are uh, those are definitely draft numbers. Those are definitely draft numbers. Uh, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be a. Uh, he's going to. He's he's going to be looked at. He's going to be looked at for the next level. Um, but I. Uh, I just. I was. I mean, he's. Yeah. He's he's starting to click at the right time. No you know, question. Brett Borgonio's batting three fifty as well. Carson Rockefort sitting at three hundred six. Kimple and T. Rob both at 292, uh, Bobby Lede right behind them at 273. So I mean, this is a this is a team. Let's see, team batting average, 263 as a team. Look, it's improvement. That's that's improvement. pretty that's pretty impressive. Opponents are only well, hitting, opponents are only hitting 219 against the Cajuns. And it's progress, right? It's progress. I mean, you've got guys that are really starting to step up, you know, like you talked about. Borgie's starting to step up. Rockefeller as a freshman, I mean, what he's done this year has been outstanding. You know, Tyler Robinson, he's been dependable. Connor Kimball's very dependable. Bobby Lede, 
in my opinion, has probably been the most improved from day one as far as hitting. I mean, look, the first couple games, he would get on base, he would get his base hits, he would make contact. But, man, one thing that he has shown over the past two or three weeks is his power. Guy's got some power to his swing. And uh, it took him a little while to really get acclimated. But, man, he is crushing the ball now. Even his outs are hard outs. Uh, so, and of course, he's finding his identity at the shortstop position as well. So, Bobby Leday, he's another one that's really, really come around at the plate. And, and look, you know, our competition outside of this weekend, don't get me wrong, I don't want to jinx it or anything, but, you know, we're not facing TCU pitching. We're not facing Rice pitching. We're not facing Southern Miss pitching. I mean, we're playing against teams, I think, in the conference that don't have the pitchers that, were, that, that we saw in the first half of the season. I think with the fact that these guys are improving, it should only get better from here. And I think this is very, very right, very right time to start clicking, um, start clicking and, and, and hitting on all cylinders, especially at the plate. And then, you know, obviously if you're going to talk about pitchers, um, you got to start with Spencer Argetti. I mean, six and one so far on the year, an ERA of 1.37, uh, 46 innings pitched. He's only given up 26 hits, only seven runs, walked 18, has struck out 57. Batters are hitting 165 against him. You know, it's funny. He gave up three runs the other night against Arkansas State. He started off a little slow. You know, wasn't really pitching to his, I guess, it really wasn't pitching to his standards yet. He still found a way not only to calm down, but still had a great outing. Um, it's amazing when, when, when you, 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 become a victim of your own success, and yet you still find a way to, to get out of that slump, and he did that last week. Um, hopefully, it was just a one-time you know, one thing. Uh, we're going to find out tomorrow against South Al what he can do. But think about Spencer, man. He's, he's one of those guys. He kind of reminds me of Gunnar Lejeune. He's one of those, those pitchers that thinks, that, I'm, well, I'm going to get everybody out. Everybody I pitch to, I think I'm going to get them out. And um, he, he, he has that. I've always said it, man's got that swagger on the mound. And, um, you know, 1.37 ERA, I mean, that's, you know, an eight, I mean, he's had, what, uh, eight appearances? Uh, I mean, that's, you know, 46 innings pitched. That's, that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. 57 strikeouts. Uh, he's only given, his batting average that he's given up is, one, is 165. 165 on batting average. I mean, that's, yeah. that's unheard of. Yeah, that's uh, it's definitely impressive numbers. And again, you know, you talked about Carson Rockefort being impressive as a as a freshman. Spencer's a sophomore. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, Simon's yeah, in the rough, man. Yeah, it, it's unreal. Um, Jack Burke has come a long way this year as well. One fifty nine ERA. Uh, Connor Cook has been impressive as well. Recently named Sunbelt Pitcher of the Week with an ERA ERA of one point eight nine. Austin Perrin sitting just below three. I mean, the the way that Austin has come full circle since his elbow injury has, has just really been impressive. Um, you know, if you, if you look at his stats, I mean, they're they're pretty average. 25 innings pitched, 18 hits, given up 11 runs, walked eight, struck out 26. But to look at his stats as a Cajuns fan, because we understand – you know, where he was this time a year ago and how far he had to come to get to this stat line halfway through the year. And, you know, to me, it's just remarkable at the, like I said, the way he's been able to come full circle. 
No, I agree. I think he's done a fantastic job um, how far he's come, but he's he's an asset. You know, he's a big-time asset, and uh, that's it's paid off, and it adds debt. It adds depth, depth to um, adds depth to the pitching staff. It adds depth to the bullpen. It adds depth to everything, especially the way uh, Coach Deggs likes to rotate his his pitching staff. I mean, a lot of times you have starters pitch relief sometimes, right? Um, and that adds depth. So a lot of these pitches, it looks like they come out whenever they can, or they come in whenever they can, um, and that's just a prime example of that. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, Jerry. Let's talk about South Alabama now. Um, you know, I'm looking at their schedule. They come in with a record of thirteen, of seventeen and thirteen, five and four in the Sun Belt. They opened the season dropping two out of three to Southeastern Missouri, uh, and then you know they beat Southern Miss, took two out of three against Oral Roberts, lost two out of three to Middle Tennessee, lost to Alabama, lost two out of three to Jacksonville State. They ended up winning the season series against Southern Miss, which I find quite impressive. Um, yeah. They opened Sunbelt play with a series win over UTA. They got – they swept Troy. They got swept by Little Rock. So, I mean, this kind of seems to me at least like an up-and-down kind of baseball team and, and a team that's been consistently inconsistent. Um this season in Mobile, you know what? Are, what are you, what are your thoughts on this team? And if you were if you were Matt Deggs, how do you attack these guys? Well, first of all, it's interesting because if you look at their schedule, um, you know they swept Troy. They basically went two and zero against Southern Miss, a team that's right outside the top twenty five. Swept us. Uh, they took care of business against Northwestern State one weekend. They took two out of three against UTA, um, but then. They lose the series to Jacksonville State, and then they get swept by Little Rock last week. So, oh, and by the way, they're also batting 222 as a team. Yet, they're number two in the standings behind us in the entire conference. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what to expect. They're one of those sort of Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type baseball teams. It uh, looks like. They're, they're I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut you off, but i got to say this. You love using yeah. that saying, don't you? Well, yeah, it's hot cold. Dr. You, Jekyll, Mr. you love you using that. I, I swear you say it once an episode. But don't you understand the description, though, when I say it? Don't you, well, no, don't I mean, you of course. It's a very, and it's, you know, some people like to say, well, they're inconsistent. Well, I like to say Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, because one weekend they look, they look like either one. I, I just know? find it when funny you that go, you consistently use it once an episode. Hey, you know what? I got, I got my, uh, I got, I got my mannerisms, and I guess that's one of them, right? Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, look, that, but it's true, and and so if you look at again, they're batting two twenty two as a team, but then their opponents are also batting two twenty two as a team. So they sounds like they have some decent pitching and some decent defense, and it looks like they're one of those teams where if you can hit on them, if you can hit on them. You should that that should give you a good chance to win, but we got a hit, and that's one thing that happened against Southern Miss when we went to Hattiesburg. Um, you know, outside of the Friday night game, Saturday and Sunday we only gave up two runs in uh, before Southern before we had to go to extra innings on that Sunday game, and before Southern Miss hit that winning grand slam. So maybe this time around, because look, Southern Miss didn't really have a great batting average either, but yet we couldn't get on base. 
And so this is one of those weekends where if our pitching does what it's supposed to do, if we don't make errors, and I know, look, it's a cliche, every, you know, good pitching, good defense, get the timely hit, as Coach Rhodes used to say. But a team like this, if you can hit on them, then you should beat them. And that's one thing I'm confident about because we are starting to hit the ball. Um, and I do think we have the pitching that can at least not allow them to score many runs. But, you know, you got to go to their place. You're playing in their environment. And, it, you know, I mean, look, it's, <laughs> they, they click. They may click. But this is one of those teams you, you have to hit to beat them um, because they're not giving up too many big hits. So, yeah, um, that, that's the number that stuck, stuck out to me the most was they're only batting 222 as a team, but yet they've given up. They've only given up, um, or they've only – their, their, their opponents have only got a 222 as well, which has probably caused that, in, that caused that inconsistency of results. So uh, just hit the ball. Hit the ball, and if guys like Arrigetti do what they're good at doing, we should take at least one or two in this series uh, starting tomorrow. Yeah, Ethan Wilson seems to be their best hitter, batting 324 on the year, 33 hits, seven doubles, two triples, five homers, 17 RBIs, has a slugging percentage of 578 and an on-base percentage of 444. Um, Michael Sandel seems to be another guy that they depend on for home runs. Uh, Caleb Ballgard, six home runs, 17 RBIs for him. You know, yeah, like you, like you said, this is a team that you, you never know what you're going to get. So, you know, if, if I'm Matt Deggs, I don't, I don't know how much of a game plan there is outside of the normal one. Just go play baseball. Just go play baseball. And um, that's that's kind of what it comes down to. Just go play baseball. Go do what you're good at, which is, you know, we hit, we're starting to hit well. And, and limit limit errors. Don't make any goofy mistakes. That'll cost us runs. Like, I mean, think about it on Sunday. We, we gave up eight unearned runs off of errors. One error at third base, I believe in the seventh inning, with two outs. Gave them four runs. Yeah. Can't do that. Yeah, can't no, do that. De- definitely can't give them easy can't runs. Can't do that. And also, too, look, Matt. Now, as people know, they moved the game back. We've got seven games in nine days, man. Yep. Seven games in nine days. So. We're ready for it. Bring it on. Uh, and And look, here's the thing. All nine games should be winnable. You mean seven games? All nine games should be winnable, uh, and that's where I feel. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you know. this is this is the type of stretch where you're going to find out, you know, what you're made of. Oh yeah. Especially getting late into April, you know, can't believe we're saying this already, but the conference tournament's only a month away. Well, on top of that, too, you want to be able. And I think it actually works. You know, people can say, oh, well, the schedule's easier and all that stuff. But look at the reality, man. I mean, we haven't had a run at the conference, uh, either the, neither the conference tournament nor regional since 2016. So, yeah, the conference is weaker this year. But, but at that point, you still want to be able to click at the right time. You still want to be able to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. You don't want to drop games you're not supposed to drop. Right. We need to what happened last Sunday needs to be limited. We cannot continue to lose games, not just for the RPI, 
but also conference too. You know, you don't want to drop games you're supposed to win. Um, but you know, we'll see. I mean, we'll see starting starting tomorrow. Should be a good matchup. And, and look, you go on the road; it's a rivalry. Um, but I like our chances. I really like our chances. Look, Arrogating and Connor Cook are money right now. Yeah, that's Saturday, Sunday. That's your Friday, Saturday starters. Saturday, Sunday of this weekend should be pretty solid on the mound. Um, but hit the ball, hit the ball, jump on them early. And uh, for a team that's batting 222, if you got those two studs on the mound, it's going to be a lot harder for them to come back from, from any type of deficit. Uh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to it, man. I actually, uh, it actually works out well because now, call me crazy, but I like sort of that workday work day baseball game where now – yeah, get to watch the, the businessman special. The businessman special, that's what it's called. I love that because as a fan, I'm going to be working on Monday, but you know what? While I work, while I make my phone calls, I'm going to have the game on as well. So kind of make the Monday afternoon go by a little bit quicker. Actually give me something to look forward to on a Monday rather than just, uh, you know, oh my gosh, a long week ahead. Then, of course, on Wednesday, we got the game against Magnese, hopefully barring any uh, crazy weather. Uh, incidents or any type of rain. Uh, so, of course, that'll be something to look forward to as well. But, um, yeah, take care of business this weekend, man. Take care of business this weekend. Uh, I think we'll be, we'll, be, we'll be smooth sailing. I mean, look, we're 20 and 12. We're 20 and 12. Um, I mean, I never – look, we haven't been 20 and 12 since, what, 2016? Yeah, it's been a while. I don't know the while. exact year, but it's been a while. Been a while. It's good to be back to where we're supposed to be. Um, yeah. And look, even people are saying that's not good enough. But you know, and based on the circumstances, look, I think we should have won at least one or two more games. On top of that, but you know, it's a learning. It's a learning period. It's a learning curve. This team is still learning how to win. This team is still learning how to play together. And I'm, you're just starting to see everything click. Um, but look, we've had a full week to prepare, so guys should be ready starting tomorrow. At, Yankee Field down in Mobile. Should be a good one. Cajun's currently sitting 49th in the RPI standings as of this morning. Um, so definitely some fun going to be had in Mobile this weekend. Uh, South Alabama sitting at 66 in the RPI poll. So this one this one could mean a lot this time next month. But uh, we'll take a break right here on Rage Interview. 6.30 tomorrow night on ESPN Plus from Mobile. 2 o'clock Sunday, 1 o'clock Monday. Like I said, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about softball. What's going to go down this weekend at Lampson Park. And we have a Raging Review rant involving that disgusting red and blue school up north. We'll be right back on Raging Review. Chris Russo of Russo Exploration encourages you to donate to the Raging Cajun Athletic Foundation. The RCAF, the official fundraising arm of Louisiana Athletics, supports over 400 student-athletes across 16 NCAA sports. You can invest in the RCAF today for as little as $5 a month. Just go to myrcaf.org to get started or call 337-851-RCAF. As always, donations to the RCAF are tax-deductible. Your investment today will enrich the lives of every athlete that puts on the vermilion and white. Go Cajuns! 
Acadiana business owners, are you looking for custom solutions from local professionals that understand your business needs? Maybe you're looking to streamline your processes, become more efficient, and achieve elevated peace of mind? Utilizing and combined 30 years of experience in the financial and technology fields, the Vaulted Security Team is ready to assist you with reaching your goals. From credit card processing, internet and phone services, website hosting and design, to hosted cloud, even digital marketing and recovery software, Vaulted Security can do it all. Here's a message from Solutions Specialist, Anna Bourgeois. Hi, I'm Anna Bourgeois, your Solutions Specialist, and it's my goal to understand how we can make your business run more efficiently while increasing profits. I'm very passionate about doing business genuinely. In the merchant services industry and other business areas, it's hard to find a partner that you can trust without question. I'm here to change that perception. Give me a chance to show you what true partnership is all about. Contact Anna today at 337-210-4272 or email Anna at Vaulted Security. Welcome back to Region Review. Matt Miguez, Jerry Abear. You know, Jerry, one, one thing that's always pretty consistent, especially here in South Louisiana, is just how good Cajun's softball is. Every year, God. always consistent. Yeah. This year, obviously, here in 2021, no different. Uh, the Cajuns off to a 32-6 and six start so far on the year. But they've got their hands full this weekend as uh, as Texas State comes to town for a three-game split. And looking at Texas State's schedule, statistics, all that good stuff, they're coming in with a record of 26-6. and six. So they've played six less games than the Cajuns, but they have this, basically the same record. 26-6, uh, 8-3 and six, in the conference. They're 18-4 and four at home, 8-2 and two on the road. And just listen to some of the teams that they have beaten. They've beaten Mississippi State. They've beaten Ole Miss. They've beaten Sam Houston. They have beaten Texas Tech. They have swept Houston. Uh, they beat BYU. They beat UTSA. They swept App to open the year. They swept Georgia State after that. Um, you know, they took all three from Coastal Carolina. They've beaten number 25, Texas A&M. Their only slip-up was this past weekend. They were at home hosting South Alabama, and they got swept. They lost all three games. Um, and then Wednesday night, they went to Waco and beat Baylor. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, this is a team that looks a little scary. Well, it's ironic because before the sweep against South Al, well, first of all, by, by South Al sweeping them, South Al actually got a vote in the top 25. But... Because of getting, because they got swept by uh, South Al, they were actually dropped. They dropped out of the top twenty-five, um, and the, that was the USA Today poll. They had them at number twenty-five going into the weekend. So they're not a slouch. They're not a slouch. They're not a bad team. They're very competitive. If you look at those wins against teams like Texas A and M, I mean, they beat Baylor. Well, how did we do against Baylor? God, right, we got crazy. We didn't even show up. Yeah, they, they spanked us. It was our worst loss of the year. So what was it eight to one? Yeah. It, yeah, I mean they're not they're not a bad team. They're not a slouch. They're not one of those teams you you overlook by any stretch, regardless of if they're in the conference or not. 
And just about every poll has him either, either, you know, right outside the top 25 or receiving votes. So, yeah, I mean, this is, this is a series that's going to be very tough. This is a series of, if, if we're keeping count, we've won what 17 straight, I believe it was or something like that. Um, like that streak could be tested this weekend. I think it will be tested this weekend. You know, we're playing a team that's, that's no slouch. So, um, and, and, and now don't get me wrong. You know, we did sweep a team on the road. We took care of business against the Troy team that also got votes in the top 25. So, you know, the good thing about the conference this year is that it's really good. Uh, we got the top, top, not the top level of the conference is actually competitive, which is great for the first time in a long time. Have a little bit more parity than what, than what we usually have. Um, you know, at the same time, though, this, like you said, this Texas State team outside the, outside the little flip up this past weekend, you don't, you don't want to take them lightly. Yeah, no, no question about it. Looking at Louisiana's statistics, our leading hitter, and you know, you and I talked about this coming into the year, Sierra Bryant, uh, the, the Georgia transfer, she has just been phenomenal. For this program, batting 447, uh, 59 hits, nine doubles, three triples, only four homers, but 31 RBIs. She's a slugging percentage of 652, on base percentage of 490. Um, you know, Alyssa Dalton, who this hasn't been confirmed by the university, I don't believe, but it appears that Alyssa Dalton will not return this season. Uh, she was batting 378 before her injury. Kendall Talley at 375. Caitlin Aldrink at 323, Julie Rawls at 312. I mean, our our lowest batting average in the starting in the regular starting lineup is 250. Yeah, and it is batting 323 as a whole. Um, and in spite of that, you know, for a while the bats really weren't clicking as we expected this year, and yet we're still hitting the ball well. And we're beating the teams we're supposed to beat. And we're getting, you know, we're hitting the ball against teams. Uh, like last week, we were getting the timely hits, and that's where it really matters. And so, um, you know, you still got your top notch uh, group Justice Mills, Julie Rawls, Caitlin Aldering, Kendall Talley, Alyssa Dalton, C.R. Bryan, all hitting above 300. And then you've got guys, I mean, g- g- girls like, uh, you know, Bailey Curry, Raina O'Neill, hopefully when she comes back, uh, Frankie Izzard, Kylie Sand. Uh, they're all, you know, they're not starters, but they're also batting above 300. So you got a lot of girls on the team batting above 300. And, um, you know, you, you hope that keeps going. You hope that keeps going because right now, um, you know, like I said, there's, there's a lot of parity in this conference. This isn't your typical Sunbelt conference where you're just going to show up and win games. So um, they're going to have to show it this weekend. They have to show it this weekend against a really, really good Texas State team. And, and um, you know, the fact that they've been clicking with the bats over the past few weeks is really promising. Would have probably liked to get a game or at least one game in this week. Of course, the game was postponed due to the rain, but you got to play play the cards where they fall, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, we keep this momentum going starting tomorrow at a at Adventure Art Field. Yeah, no question about it. Looking at Texas State's statistics, they have five batters hitting over three hundred. Their leading hitter is Sarah Vandeford, batting four thirty five. 40 hits, 14 doubles, 8 homers, 31 RBIs. She has a slugging percentage of 848 and an on-base percentage of 486. She's only struck out 7 times on the year. Huh. Yeah, that's that's scary. That's scary. Uh, you know she's going to put the bat on the ball and she knows she knows where to play it. And so I mean, when your top yeah. two hitters, their batting averages are 435 and 391. 
that that's yeah. that's insane. Nah, you just, yeah, that that that's yeah, yeah, exactly. That is insane. Ken, Kendra Lamb and Summer Ellison definitely going to have their hands full this weekend with this lineup. But you know, talking about this team, this is this is not a game that I, I would say the Cajuns are an underdog. Well, I. <laughs> You don't want to overlook them. I mean, that's that's number one. You don't want to overlook them, but number two, you just don't know. You're playing a team that's, you know, that was in the top 25 just a week ago. So, you know, we shall see. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. You know, like you said, they were in the top 25 before getting swept by South Alabama. Two games tomorrow, one game Sunday. Um, let me get you the times and information on those. My computer glitched for a second. Here we go. 3 o'clock and 5.30 tomorrow, 12 o'clock on Sunday. All three games will be on ESPN+, and you can catch all three games on the radio on ESPN 1420. Softball will host Louisiana Tech Tuesday, 4 p.m. at Yvette Girard Field. Uh, You can hear that one on ESPN 1420 as well. All right, Jerry, let's get into our new favorite segment. Um. We, we call it the Rage and Review Rant. It's where we find something within Cajun Nation to rant to you guys about. And uh, Jerry's going to take this one because he has the he has the information. Uh, apparently, a Louisiana Tech fan was talking crap on Rage and Pagan. Oh, it was hilarious. I, uh, I, I had to, to read it, and I'm just in shock because Look, I don't like to tell people to know their place. We've been told by that by numerous people on the, to the east of the basin. But you're going to come on our message board and start yip-yapping about how we play in the Sun Belt and we don't necessarily uh, haven't been to Omaha in 20 years and then taking some shots at Coach Rhodes, which to me, that, that, that right there is like, that, that's, that's a bannable offense, okay? Um. And how he didn't win enough. So wait, where where is this thread on Rage and Pajan? If you want to go read it, it is. If you go read the uh, the thread, it's called. Um, baseball is getting awfully close to quote unquote two before one. Okay. And I'm not going to say the person's name. I'm not going to say the board user's name. You can go read it for yourself and pretty much figure it out. But. The person comes on there and starts yapping about how uh, the Cajuns haven't been to Omaha, and the only reason why the team is winning is because they're now playing games in the Sun Belt. He calls it the Sun Worst. Um, you know, they, they the only quality wins was Tech at home. You know, playing in the bad conference. Oh, blah, so winning, blah, blah. so winning three out of four against Coastal, what wasn't wasn't a quality win? Okay. You know, and 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 uh, it's just talking about the RPI, no ranked teams on the remaining schedule. I don't know if he's an LSU fan or or a Tech fan. I think he's mainly a Tech fan, but it's hilarious because he he also says you know Tech has won seven out of eleven against UL, and and I quote: "Come and play in a big boy league like Conference USA or go to the American and see how far you get in baseball and football. Look up the last two uh, Cajuns games versus Tech." in the football uh, games and no wonder you don't play them anymore. And, and I'm like, first of all, I'm looking at this and I'm like, well, we offered tech to play, I believe this year 
September 5th, both teams had an open date. And the last time I checked, uh, their athletic director or former athletic director, who, by the way, left Tech to take a demoted job at the doorman of the SEC, uh, didn't want to play. Oh, my God. So, I'm, I'm, I'm reading this thread. And good. Oh, my God. And so you're going to trash talk us about not being good in baseball, not being good, in, you know, playing in a real conference like Conference USA in baseball. Now, let's, let's, let's look at facts here, okay? UL's been in the Sun Belt pretty much since, the, I want to say, what, the, the early 90s, late 80s, especially in baseball, okay? Let's compare history. Cajuns have been to Omaha. Cajuns have been ranked, nationally ranked, numerous times, including a number one national ranking at one point. Cajuns have been to regionals and super regionals and have hosted regionals and super regionals. Cajuns have won multiple Sun Belt championships. And Cajuns have also have put out enough guys in the pros. All right. Tech, on the other hand. Yeah, you know, you know our pitching the, our pitching coach, a three time MLB All Star, but you know, okay, exactly. And he, oh, and he came over here and basically like took the job for free because he wanted something to do with the millions he made. He's like, I'm gonna go coach baseball. I owe it to Coach World, so I'm gonna be a, a coach, be a pitcher's coach. Basically, took the job for like no money, free as a hobby. So, with all that success that the Cajuns have had in baseball, let's compare it to Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech's baseball program. In the past 34 years, one regional appearance, zero full regional wins, zero super regional appearances, and zero Omaha appearances. Can, can but yet, you've won seven. Okay, you won seven out of eleven in the midweek uh, midweek games against UL. Well, okay, so UL's won the past three out of four against LSU. All right, I mean what? I guess actually, we must be better than actually, LSU. We've guess, actually won the last five out of six. Okay, the last five out of six. Well, man, I'm, I'm, I'm actually guessing UL's passed up LSU in baseball. Look, the reality is I'm a realist, and I'm not saying, oh, LSU's automatically better. Because, look, they do have – look, LSU's got a better program. I'm just going to admit it. I'm a fan. I'm going to admit it. I'm going to call a spade a spade. You come on our message board and you start trash-talking our program when your program has done nothing. You've made one regional in 34 years. And then you want to talk about how Coach Rhodes didn't do enough and all this stuff. Um, last time I checked, you hired a head coach who who was one of Rhodes' main assistants in Coach Simino, and he coached your team for over a decade. So, obviously, he must be good enough if you're taking our assistants away from us. So, I don't know why you would say these things. And then he talks about football. Well, you know, uh, we've beaten you this many times. Again, your athletic director literally, like, didn't answer phone calls to play us in, on September 5th. Oh, and then might I add also, too, before I forget, um, if you look at the Conference USA and the Sun Belt, as far as, like, power rankings go, Sun Belt finished fifth this year in the, in, in the, in the conference rankings in football. CUSA, 11. Yeah. Look, conference is lower than us. I, I'm just, I'm just going to go ahead and read it real quick. Um. I'm not, I'm not, obviously I'm not going to name drop anybody, but I'm just going to read the post. It says, you people are a joke. The only reason the team is winning is because they are now playing games in the sun worst. TCU stomped them twice. A weak LSU team embarrassed them, and Southern Miss dominated them. 
Your only quality wins was Tech at home, 2-0. and Wow. Just keep playing in the sun worst and you will think you were good. Has it really been over 20 years since you have been to the College World Series? Oh, and by the way, Robichaux stole most of his isms from someone else. Hold the rope originated in BR. Stop putting the guy on a throne. His last few seasons were poor. Okay, first of all, Hold the Rope did not come from Tony Robichaux. You're talking a completely wrong sport. And then also, I would like to bring up a famous robism. They don't build statues for critics. Well, also, too, we like to talk about, oh, well, you got stumped by a bad LSU team. What was the score of the LSU-Louisiana Tech baseball matchup this year? Wasn't it, like, 15 to 1? 16 to 7. Oh, okay, not much better. So, what's, what's the difference here? And look, it might be an LSU fan for all I know, which my response would be, uh, you come on our message board to make fun of us, you got enough to... you. You've got enough to worry about at your school right now. Between your baseball program underachieving and all the allegations going on at your university, if you're an LSU fan doing that, you got a lot more worry you got a lot more problems worried to worry about us. I promise you that. Idiots. But I guess that's the beauty of fans. But I just had to laugh. It's kinda like my rant. I'm not upset about it. I started laughing. I just wanted to bring it up because I'm like, man. Don't be so delusional. Yeah, Come people, on, man. People are just dumb. Don't be so delusional. Don't don't sit here and trash. Don't trash talk our baseball team when we beat you. Uh, we we went two and zero against you. Don't trash talk a program that's actually. Oh, well, you haven't been to Omaha in twenty years. Well, at least we've actually been to Omaha. At least we've actually won regionals. At least we've actually been to super regionals. Tex, what have you done? Tech's just mad because the two best things that have come out of Louisiana Tech are Carl Malone and Pat Summit's boy. <laughs> and don't even get me started yeah. on the latter. Well, well, you want to talk about uh, you want to talk about their basketball team. I mean, even in their best year this year, they went to the semifinals of the NIT. And who beat them earlier in the season? Uh, that would be us. Yeah, so even in their best years, they can't beat the Cajuns. They have one good season where they're nationally ranked, and all of a sudden, they're got to get to college baseball. And to me, that is downright hilarious. And look. I'm not going to take away anything from the success of their baseball program. Look, Coach Burroughs, Lane Burroughs up at Tech, has done a fantastic job with their program. But yeah. act like you've been there before, man. Right. Don't don't come in here and, and yip-yap when in reality you've won. You've been to one regional. One regional in 34 years. You've never been to a super regional. You've never been to Omaha. And yet you want to smack talk us because we haven't been to Omaha in 20 years. Right. We've actually been there before. We know what Rosenblatt Stadium looked like. You didn't. So I thought that was hilarious. I'm just like, okay, let's let's pump the brakes. And then you want to talk about football. Um, I believe we finished 15th in the country in football. Uh, Tech has never done that before in spite of their history and their success. They've never finished 15th in the country like we did. And then the second thing, too, I want to mention, uh, they want to talk about the, uh, the Sun Belt. They played in the bowl game this year against the Sun Belt against the fourth-place team, the fourth-place team in the East in the Sun Belt. How did that game go? Yeah. I believe the score was 38-3, to and it wasn't Louisiana Tech that held the trophy up at the end of the game. So, you know, I mean, look, man, sometimes you just – if you're enjoying the baseball season because you're winning, that's fine. But let's slow the brakes. Let, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Let's slow your roll. 
Um, and I remember one of the one of the fans commented after, "Man, I hope we get sent to the Ruston Regional. If Ruston ends up hosting, I hope we get sent there." Yeah, well, take care of business, and it might be possible. But as of now, that's my raging rant for the day. Yeah, uh, so and, you know, we, and, yeah. and and something something we didn't talk about with with Omaha. Not only did the Cajuns make an Omaha appearance, they were a game away from the finals. That's right. Finished third place. They were Not a bad. game away from the finals. Not bad for a, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, not not bad for a subpar baseball program. But you know, it it is what it is, man. All right, Cajun Nation, you guys know the deal. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Region Review, RegionReviewPod.com. You can get episodes there, sponsorship information, all the good stuff. Big weekend for both baseball and softball. Uh, Games kick off tomorrow for both programs. And the football spring game is only six days away. We'll talk about that next episode and so much more right here on Region Review. Jerry, thank you for joining me as always, man. Have a good weekend. And we'll talk soon, all right? Yes, sir. All right, Cajun Nation, as always. Go Cajuns.